Consumer Frank's podcast. Today we are going to look at the problem of holiday illness and why it has become more difficult to deal with this type of consumer complaint. I am Frank Brahani. As some of you know, I used to be heavily involved in the holiday illness aspect of travel-related problems. There are many issues that consumers complain about, often justifiably, particularly when they've saved hard for that precious two weeks away. In my time in dealing with holiday illness complaints, I was struck by how impressive many consumers were when faced with difficult situations. They were remarkable people, and I've often said that there is a great deal of difference between the consumers of the 1990s, early 2000s, to those compared with today. Consumers of yesteryear were not prepared to be treated badly by any company. Today's consumers are, by comparison, appear to be timid and frightened, and they are, it seems, guided by commentary or expressions in newspapers or from politicians. So, around 2010, when the new Conservative Liberal Democrat coalition came to power, the narrative changed against those same ordinary people who complained about their holidays. The agenda was against the perceived compensation culture and how new laws would be introduced to combat the apparent out-of-control holiday claims and fraudulent holiday claims industry. Into this mix, because there were pressures in other quarters of the legal industry where work was being squeezed and margins were suffering, the legal industry, including claims management companies, ran to the buffet table that is, or indeed was, holiday claims. Now, in the organisation I ran, we started to witness an almost feeding frenzy for claims, with law firms and claims management companies paying ridiculous sums of money for click-throughs via online search engines. Some were prepared to do anything to capture that legal case. Now, when I say anything... Some created teams of seekers in resorts, with one even creating a faux ambulance to attract the attention of holidaymakers. The narrative continued on so-called compensation culture, and the UK press joined in, promoting, in my view, an anti-consumer agenda, helping government and industry through an established state assistance to secure that agenda. Throughout all of this, I ensure that our organisation maintained a very high ethic, whereby we demonstrated a zero tolerance than anyone who sought to make a false claim. I can honestly say that in 15 years at the helm, I could count on one hand those who tried, and they were dispatched very quickly with a very big B in their ear. I ensured that the organisation operated not just ethically, but openly, transparently, and indeed well above legal requirements. Now, I left all this back in 2017 to concentrate on some key travel issues and commentary. And since that time, the travel industry, riding high on their connection to government, pursued some individuals through the courts, quite rightly, who had sought to defraud travel companies. In recent years, 
I have detected no more than half a dozen prosecutions. Now, for those of you who don't know, I am a retired police officer, a lawyer, and once worked for the Serious Fraud Office, so of course I would support these actions. But the narrative since 2017 continues to suggest that holiday claims are out of control and that there is a big fraud problem. Toward the end of my tenure, the organisation was health-checked by the Ministry of Justice and was found to be operating as expected. I was invited to the Ministry to present aspects of our work, but also to discuss and comment on the extent of fraudulent claims. In our discussions, I told them that out of all the holidays taken, I thought that the extent of fraudulent claims would be no more than 1%. In fact, I stated that it was very likely to be less than 1%. There was agreement around the room, yet the public narrative gave the impression that the industry was flooded with claims and something had to be done about it. So the government called an inquiry, and despite having left this area, I provided a substantial input into the consultation. But there were no stakeholders meeting uh, that was called. Instead, the government, who had now ticked the box for the consultation, produced laws to curb the costs and apparent activities of the lawyers. Incidentally, and I do indeed stand to be corrected on this point, I saw no sight of claimant lawyers in the consultation. This is a problem found in most lawmaking, be it here in the UK or the EU. Most law firms and businesses do not see the importance of engaging in politics because many don't realise that politics can and indeed does affect their bottom line. So it was disappointing to note that these legal entities who claim to help consumers appear to be far from this particular battle. So laws were introduced and the feeding frenzy moved on and the travel industry are still talking about fraudulent holiday claims, bringing the odd court case and receiving supportive and morally outraged headlines. But through all of this and following the government inquiry, we saw the first figures from the industry because up until the end of the inquiry, there had been somewhat coy to talk about those figures. And guess what? They matched my own 1% assessment. From the press commentary within the travel industry, and uh, for listeners, I've produced a summary of this podcast and you can find a link to that descriptive. There were clearly many unanswered questions as to the actions of industry, past actions, to curb this runaway problem. It was also clear, depending on which measurement you applied the figures claimed by the travel industry to, the actual percentage of so-called fraudulent claims ranged from 0.0125% to 0.83% of holidays taken or illnesses suffered. How the Ministry of Justice must have been shaking their heads. How the travel industry must have been rubbing their hands with glee with all this free state aid, aided by a political agenda against consumers and the media. So this is the long but necessary explanation to the background of holiday illness claims, and I was a witness to the twists and turns of this important issue for consumers for many years. So where are we today? Well, I decided to take a trip down memory lane and check on my old stomping ground, and in particular, what's going on right now via TripAdvisor. So I used three search words, sickness, norovirus, and salmonella. 
I saw very quickly in Spain and the Canaries, and one old favourite cropped up, amongst others, Los Gigantes, the story of what was happening to ordinary holidaymakers. Throughout those searches, you can see the same complaints. Ants, cockroaches, dirt, uncooked food, poor service, poor quality, reps, illness, poor hotel managements and complaints not heeded. And these are the recent complaints. I also noticed the extensive use by hoteliers of responding to complaints in TripAdvisor. And from what I can see, some claim holidaymakers' complaints are wrong, that everything is laboratory tested, and that they apply food quality, HACCP principles and standards, and so on. I could see that along with poor responses to complaints, the difficulty of finding good non-whites of their eyes legal representation, coupled with a society who frowns on consumers who complain, and I began to ask, what chance do consumers have? The landscape now presented to consumers sees many going to small claims courts on their own and failing. Many become embroiled in an arbitration which remains stacked against them through a process. This is the 2019 reality. Do you remember that general election? Do you remember any politician talking about how you spend your money as a consumer? Do you remember any of them talking about how they will protect your rights in the future? What of making it easier for you to go to court or sue a company in the EU? No? I hate to add to your woes at the moment, but the pattern of how rights, perceptions of consumer behaviour and justice were all there to see well before this election. Consumer rights may not have been high on your radar in the election, but I predict that you should expect more of the same. We are about to go back to the future and the holiday horror stories that were heard in the early 1990s and subject to poor laws and enforcement are going to return to a holiday near you. Until the next time, take care. <laughs>